0: from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day.
1: Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm Jane Van Ryan. On December 1, 2009, API and Newsweek magazine hosted a panel discussion on climate legislation at the US Capitol in Washington. Among those who participated were Senator Byron Dorgan of North Dakota, Representative Fred Upton of Michigan, Representative Edward Markey of Massachusetts, and API's President Jack Girard. Newsweek's Howard Feynman was the moderator.
0: You're here at a panel that is co-hosted by Newsweek magazine and the American Petroleum Institute. And the purpose of it is to discuss environmental policy and legislation and to do it with some of the most knowledgeable and important people in town.
1: Each of the panelists provided his view of climate legislation. Senator Dorgan said the United States will have a lower carbon future.
2: I believe in capping carbon, doing it the right way, setting up targets and timetables that uh, are achievable and will work, and finding ways both to constrain carbon, perhaps sequester it, but uh, more likely, in my judgment, uh, find beneficial use for it. So, uh, I support that. But the the issue of delivering a trillion-dollar carbon trading securities market to Wall Street and saying to the investment banks and the speculators on Wall Street, why don't you trade on Monday and Tuesday as aggressively as you like and then give us a notion on Thursday and Friday what our energy is going to cost based on what you decided in these marketplaces. I have precious little confidence in allowing that to happen and so I have not been a supporter of uh, so-called cap-and-trade.
1: Representative Upton expressed his concern about the potential impact of climate legislation in the Midwest.
3: Michigan, because we use a higher percentage of electricity that comes from coal, 65 percent, you look at Indiana, about 95 percent of their electricity comes from coal. Uh, Ohio is about 90, is is again above 90 percent. One of my utilities, major utilities in Michigan, Consumers Energy, came out and said that just because of cap and trade, our consumers would see energy costs go up by as much as 40% by the year 2020. That is a dagger in the heart of economic growth. Where uh, Across the nation, we've lost uh, one in five jobs in manufacturing is has gone over the last two years. If you want to add extra utility costs, uh, knowing full well that most of the nation, we hope as we rebound out of this uh, terrible economy that we're in, Uh, The early projections were that we're going to need as much as 30 to 40% more electricity by the year 2030. You cannot add this extra burden, this extra tax, the extra fee, the extra cost to business if you want to keep those jobs here. They are going to go, and they're going to be gone, and they are not going to come back.
1: Representative Markey defended the Waxman-Markey climate bill passed by the House and compared it to the telecommunications legislation that, as he put it, Unleashed the broadband revolution in the 1990s.
0: So what we're trying to do here is to take the very same approach to this energy marketplace, uh, which is very dependent uh, upon an old strategy, uh, and and uh, and inject marketplace value. So what the legislation does is it's science based, uh, it is market oriented, uh, it is uh, consumer uh, uh, focused, uh, and uh, it is uh, basically. Uh, uh, going to unleash, finally, a technology revolution. Uh, So this, as a result, will have uh, thousands of new companies with venture capital and I think that's the best, those are the best two words you can hear uh, in the American economy. So the question is, as my father always said, isn't it always better, Eddie, to start out where you're going to be forced to wind up anyway? The global trends are quite evident, okay, what's happening. The (coughs) auto industry missed this. Okay. Other industries have missed this. In telecom, we got ahead of the curve. We created the 2 million new jobs.
1: API's Jack Girard disagreed with Representative Markey on several points.
2: Chairman identified his bill as market-oriented. We believe it's anything but. In fact, that bill has already picked the winners and the losers. Unfortunately, those who consume fuels in this country, like gas, diesel, etc., are the clear losers. held accountable and responsible for forty four percent of all emissions and given two percent of the allowances who do you think is going to bear the cost of the bill at the end of the day and that's why the vast majority of all the economic analysis point out that we're probably close to two million jobs being lost in this country as a result of the bill we don't believe it's market oriented at all
1: at one point in the discussion the panelists addressed the importance of nuclear power in a carbon constrained world Representative Markey said the nuclear industry supports the Waxman-Markey bill and explained why other countries are able to build nuclear power plants. The principal
0: reason that our country is really not built is that in France, in Japan, in China, they're all socialist and communist countries that have the government pay for the construction. Our country has capitalism, so uh, that's just a constraint. Some of us see it a little differently, Mr. Chairman. The nuclear industry is given
2: allowances, free allowances, and they don't emit any carbon. So some of us believe some of the reason they support the bill is because in many ways it's a free handout. I will say that they get more allowances than the oil and gas industry gets refineries that are held responsible for 44% of all the emissions. The second key point I would point out, which is very important, is when you look at all the economic analysis that's been done on this by all the major governmental entities, EIA, CBO, et cetera, they assume that we're going to build 100 new nuclear, roughly 100 new nuclear power plants in this country over the course of the next 20, 30 years. Uh, The last one we built took us 24 years to get there, and that was 30 years ago. But that single assumption keeps the cost and the job destruction down considerably in this
1: bill. Jack Gerard closed the discussion by mentioning the oil and natural gas industry's role in the U.S. economy.
2: Oil and gas is a key important player. Let me share a couple key facts with you that you're probably not aware of. There are 9.2 million people in this country that are employed directly and indirectly by the oil and gas industry. The oil and gas industry in the United States constitutes 7.5% of all GDP.
1: Jack added that oil and natural gas are expected to be primary sources of energy in the United States for many years to come. The full transcript of the API Newsweek panel discussion is available through the Energy Tomorrow blog and on Scribd. I'm Jane Van Leyen.
0: Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.